0: Welcome to Human Becoming Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Lillianwall. On this podcast, I invite you to have the uncomfortable conversations with me, to stand in your power and explore the depths of your truth, no matter how difficult or taboo it may be. I'm showing up exactly as I am, and I'm empowering you to do the same. Let's dive in. Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Human Becoming podcast. So this is going to be a solo podcast today, and um, I'm really excited about this because there are some things that I've been wanting to speak to for a while, and I recently opened the floodgates on um, on my platform. On Instagram, on Facebook, and um this topic is really, really centered around the coaching industry right now, leadership as a whole, um and the integrity of those things. And, you know, it is my belief, and it is okay if this is not everybody's belief, but it is my belief that as coaches, mentors, healers, guides, advocates, um, you know, people with platforms, people who, uh, guide others people who um you know influence people i'm not going to say influencers cuz like i personally have an interesting relationship with that word uh, especially when it comes to social media but people who have influence influence over other people um and some of these harmful narratives that i am seeing that just continue to circulate um the coaching world and not only just circulate it but like um, create, Um, to create a lot of people, a lot of money. <laughs> um, and over the last year and a half, I have not only deconstructed, deprogrammed a lot of my belief systems, a lot of the things that I was taught when I came into this incredible field, um, in regards to business and sales and marketing and leadership, um, the energetics behind all of that. What it looks like to be successful, what it takes to be successful. Um, But I've also been helping a lot of women in uh, different capacities, whether these are private clients, these are peers, um, people coming into or uh, women coming into group programs that are needing to unpack and unravel (laughs) these um, and untangle these same stories and these same narratives. And so um, uh, this all kind of started a few. And also disclaimer: There's there's going to be the energy of like sacred rage <laughs> um, here with with me with us um, during this conversation, and um, I'm allow- I'm allowing that to be okay um, because in full transparency, rage, anger that's one of the taboo emotions for me that I've had to continuously revisit my relationships with and continuously uh, worked through. It, they're the emotions that I didn't really grow up being taught how to navigate. So just wanted to share that with you. But a couple months ago, I went on my stories and I uh, shared this whole um, story basically about how I was witnessing a lot. I was feeling really conflicted about things. You know, there are a lot of men and women and others who are in the coaching world who perpetuate these narratives that I felt are harmful. And, um, I was having, I felt really conflicted in choosing and my choice to speak up about things because, I didn't want to hurt anyone or offend anyone, and I know that a lot of people perpetuate these narratives without um, mal intent. But nonetheless, they're they're out there, they're circulating. they are um, creating a lot of revenue for people, and um, there are a lot of people being impacted by those things. And some people may be impacted in a quote unquote positive way. Other people are not being <laughs> impacted in a positive way. So, Uh, I shared this story and then a leader who I really looked up to as someone who was a truth, um, a truth speaker, a truth seeker, um, the next day made a story um, and quoted a lot of the things that I said and essentially uh, labeled me a negative fancy and just basically said, like, you know, just focus on you. And I went inward (laughs) as I do a Pisces moon woman. I went inward and I Started to um, uh, question, you know, well, should I be speaking up about these things? Is it a waste of time and energy? You know, if I'm really quote unquote embodied, you know, should I really just be focusing on me and not looking at what other people are doing, harmful or not? And I sat with that. This was like a month and a half. um, Yeah, like about a month and a half ago. And I didn't choose not to speak up sooner because of like fears or anything like that. A lot of it was busy with Sisters of the Moon and. Uh, my birthday and like trips and just different things, right? Just really uh, sinking into uh, my truth around this, <laughs> and then also honoring my capacity to facilitate uh, this conversation. And, um, anyway, so this person, like I said, kind of uh, labeled me an- a negative Nancy, <laughs> and um, and I went inward and I was like, oh wow, like, um, let me sit with this because it didn't feel good. And over the last month and a half, I have, of course, because this is how the universe works, um, received more messages, more um, I've had more conversations, one on one conversations with women around this topic that just. Further solidified and further confirmed um, that this needed to be spoken to. And I wasn't seeing any uh, anybody else having this conversation. I'm not saying that there isn't other people having this conversation. It's just not, I'm not seeing it. I also don't spend a lot of time scrolling through social media. And um, so there's that. <laughs> um, so the other day I wrote a post and I started it with, you know, I have a bone to pick with the coaching world right now, and at the risk of sounding like a negative Nancy. Um, you know, I'm going to speak to things that feel important and feel like they need to come through. And what I really dropped into was that I am not here for fluff content. I'm not here to distract anyone from themselves or from anything else. I'm very much, um, a truth seeker, I am very much devoted to being a safe space for truth. And it is not, you know, quote unquote, low vibe to talk about shadows or to talk about the, the, the quote unquote, negative things in the world, right? Um, Truth is always in my perspective, and through my practice, it is always the highest light, even if that truth is challenging to digest. Um, As a collective and or as an individual. And so I really dropped into like, you know, I'm not here to just do love and light and to talk about, you know, what becomes possible when you are a coach and you start your own business. And you know I'm not here just to show people what is possible. I'm also here to talk about the things that do come up, um, whether they're, you know, things that are challenging, fears, doubts, I mean, temptations, like there's so much, right? And Like, let's be very real. It is very, very tempting, especially if you find yourself in scarcity mindsets to want to tap into manipulative marketing um, strategies. It's very easy to start wanting to present yourself in a certain way to manipulate people, to hit on pain points, to, um, you know, yeah, just to do a lot of different things that are done. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I've never tapped into them. Um, I, like everybody else, have (laughs) shadow. A lot of things that I look back on before I was really conscious of what I was doing um, came from a place of just doing what other people told me to. That was a really big shadow of mine, not trusting myself and just kind of um, following what other people said. And, you know, a lot of the old paradigm of business is based in Pain points, uh, manipulative marketing, right? Like, um, really, um, just trying to get the sale, just trying to get the client, just trying to, um, you know, just trying to accomplish whatever it is you're trying to accomplish as a business owner, and not always thinking first and foremost what is in best the best interest of the person that you are supporting or the person that you are talking to. And so, with that said, I really. It gave me a huge opportunity to uh, recommit to myself, my values, which are and have always been speaking my truth and, you know, being a channel for the shadows, being a safe space for my own shadows, for other people's shadows, to normalize the difficult conversations around things, you know, not feeling afraid to say like, yeah, I'm a human. And it is very tempting to, you know, want to use specific words in your marketing to hit on certain pain points to create fear and create urgency around things and to really completely disregard the nervous systems of the people who are consuming your content. And so, with that said, um, I've just been tuning in again and again and again and asking myself, you know, what wanted to come through and what ended up wanting to come through were a lot of questions for um, other content creators. Creators, other coaches, other mentors, other um, advocates, and, and specifically people who are monetizing their platforms. And so some of these questions were, you know, when did the constant chase for more become the desired lifestyle, right? Like more followers, more money, more luxury, more popularity, more alignment, more all of these things, Right. And like, is anybody else exhausted? (laughs) Um, And that was something that I really hit last year where I, you know, had only really been six to seven, eight months full time in my business. And I was like, I just want to burn all this down. This is not sustainable for my systems. Um, And what I was really witnessing was, you know, we're talking about um, alignment. We're talking about quote unquote spirituality and whatever that means to the individual and, you know, like the individual writing the content and um, as well as the individuals consuming the content, because I can write a piece of content and it have a very specific meaning for me, but it may be completely different for the person consuming that. Right. Um, and so just like really asking myself, right. Like, is this sustainable? <laughs> like, is, is this really what I want? Do I want to be in this chase for like my next level? Do I want to constantly up level? Do I want to, you know, always be on the chase for the next revenue goal, the next client, the next version of me, the next, you know, uh, like five D 60, 70, all of these things that, um, are total buzzwords. Right. And I'm not saying that these aren't legitimate concepts, but I'm saying that, you know, there, there are buzzwords. There's a lot of conversations around that. And, um, there's a lot of these these spiritual concepts, spiritual philosophies, spiritual practices and ideologies that are very much woven into um, marketing. Um, and if you know, you know. And so again, it was like, you know, when did that become the desired lifestyle? <laughs> when did we, you know, as coaches, mentors, healers, guides, advocates, like, you know, start perpetuating this really exhausting <laughs> narrative that, you know, there's always something next to chase and, you know, it's, it's more about the doing than the being or the, like the go, 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 which um, isn't helpful for people, right? We go through seasons, right? Where we're, where we're focused on things, we're taking actions, but we also need the rest and the digest. We need to integrate, right? And I was just starting to see the constant push, 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 which ends up, um, either shifting into like morphing into narratives, uh, that nothing is good enough. People find themselves in comparison modes, or this confirms those narratives that already existed for people. Right. And so knowing this as quote unquote conscious leaders is important. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it was, you know, for me, the other question was when did we, When did we replace like patient and devotion and, you know, um, like hard work with these concepts of constantly quantum leaping and quantum leaping um, and, and uh, altering our timelines or whatever other words people want to use. How did we end up like bypassing the fact that everybody has their own unique path, that everybody's on their own timeline, that everybody's path is going to look different with this concept of like, here, invest 5K, 10K, 20K, 15K, and we'll we'll quantum leap, we'll quantum leap, right? And one of the biggest things that I've personally seen um, through the containers that I've been in personally being held in space, as well as people who are coming into my space from other containers, is that they may feel a very particular way when they're in the energy of a specific container. But then when they drop out of that container, there's not a lot of sustainability. There's not a lot of, um, understanding like having a solid understanding of who they are and what their goals are and what their vision is and like what to do moving forward right and a lot of that is because when they're in specific containers they can create um dependency or if they already have dependent like patterns right if they are codependent in any sh- uh, way shape or form uh jumping from container cont- from container to container words are hard um, is only further solidifying those things, right? It's only like rooting those patterns, and you know the doubt that they have in themselves, or the the um, the fear that they're not good enough on their own, or they can't make their own decisions, or that they need other people. Just becomes more and more uh, rooted. And so one of the things that I really started to ask was like, you know, how much of a conversation are you having with potential clients who want to come into space with you, right? Because there is such a, a tendency for people to jump from one container to another container to another container with no space in between. Again, no integration, um, really not actually taking what they learned in a container or what they um, healed in that container or what they, you know, whatever, whatever they got from that container uh, and implementing that into their lives into their businesses, into their platforms, into their relationships with other people or themselves before jumping into another container right and it and it really becomes this like cycle um, that really mimics a lot of like addictive tendencies to just jump into something else right? Um, and so for me, a really big conversation that I think needs to happen and this is something that happens with my clients is you know, okay, you were just in this container. Like, what are you looking for, right? How many, like, I, I really like to ask questions. What are you looking to get this from this container that you didn't get from that other container? Because a lot of times you'll often find that It's just someone bouncing from space to space. And I'm not saying that that's not okay. I've totally gone through seasons where I'm in containers kind of back to back for different reasons and, you know, um, for reasons (laughs) speaking directly to what I am talking about. And, um, I really had to like pry my little fingers off of my, my credit cards and my, um, My desire to just jump into another container. to be with myself and to integrate and to really spend time nourishing a relationship with myself, and that is a really big thing. Is you know, are you just accepting as a coach, as a mentor, as a healer? Are you just accepting, you know, a client because they want to work with you and they're excited and they want to pay you, which is great, right? It's a great, great feeling. Like let's not bypass that, right? Um, but what would actually be in the best interest of a person, right? And I. Already know that somebody's going to be like, mm, "Sounds like money mindset issue. Sounds like you're resistant to receiving money." Like, no, <laughs> that is not what it is, right? It is a matter of integrity, and it is a matter of understanding that receiving support um, is a very sacred thing. Providing support is a very sacred thing, and it requires, I think, <laughs> I believe, integrity. And just because somebody is excited to work with me doesn't necessarily mean that um, I can provide them what they are looking for. It doesn't mean that, you know, I can't as a leader challenge them, you know, be like, hey. Why don't we wait a few weeks? Why don't you integrate a little bit more of this? Because it's important to me that if somebody comes into a space with me, that they are ready to receive, that they aren't still wrapped up in everything else that they're processing from the program that ended a week ago, right? That they aren't worried about, you know, money and paying off the last program or you know, draining their accounts or putting themselves at risk, right? And again, another narrative is that like I'm not responsible for those things as coaches, mentors we're not responsible. Like uh, people are self have like the self-responsibility. Yes, 110%. And my loves, <laughs> it is also up to you to pay attention and to catch things and to not, you know, to not ignore things. Um, because, It would benefit you to get paid. It would benefit you to get another client, right? And so that's the biggest thing. And I'm not saying that somebody can't go from one container to another. Everybody's intentions, everybody's motives are different. All I'm saying is that these are conversations that I think need to be had because um, it is, a theme for people to just jump from one thing to another, one thing to another, one thing to another, and not integrate, and then to end up feeling like, "Wow, I just invested all this time in all these different coaches. I've been in so many different containers, and I still feel the same way, or I don't feel much different." Um, and so, coaching doesn't work, or you know, I'm not capable. And it doesn't even matter what narratives they create around the the coaching world as much as the narratives that they create about themselves. And so, these. These narratives are important because you start to be a leader, a guide, a healer, a space holder for a person as soon as they come onto your platform. And then when they create a or they book a connection call with you or a consultation call or a discovery call or whatever it is that you call it, um, that's that's just one step further into your leadership, your space holding for them. And so it is important, I think, um, to ask questions and to challenge people to, um, to really sit with their decisions and yeah, you might not get the sale that you want. You might, you might not, and that is challenging, right? When you are a healer, um, when you have your own business, when you're a leader, and you're like, "Damn, it would be really great to get some money right now," or "I really need a client," or "I really need to pay my bills." And so, this is where that temptation comes in. And you know, we are humans; like that stuff is going to come up. But this is why shadow work is so important. This is why really understanding what comes up and to understand that it is human nature. So we don't need to shame it again, but to be able to witness it and to be able to know that when we create, um, a a relationship with it, when we cultivate awareness around those things that come up, we can choose, we can choose actions that are in alignment with our values and we can choose actions that are in alignment with, um, with the vision we have, the people we want to be, the leaders we want to be. And that's that's going to be both, right? That's going to be those moments of like, shit, I really want to do what I need to do to get a new client because I got to pay my bills, right? Don't want to go back to my nine to five job or I want to leave my nine to five job. So I got to create, I got to make shit happen. Like this is all part of the process. But again, this is why shadow work is so important. And I am you know, honoring you and wherever you are in your journey. And also I'm just inviting you to allow this seed to be planted and, um, to just witness anything that comes up with you or comes up within you when you are hearing these words, right. Of like, oh, that seems scary or, oh, like, you know, um, it's, it's, it's important. Right. And, And it's different, right. If you're selling freaking vacuums, you're not really worried if the person has five other vacuums at home and they just don't really like those and they're looking for another one, right? Like there's not, that's not it, right? Like we're not thinking about that as, you know, in different kinds of sales. But this, this is important because this is about transformation. This is about, you know, trust within themselves and other people. This is about supporting people in their goals. Like these are people's lives that we are dealing with, right? And so um and that we are interacting with and that we have influence and that we have um, you know, like like we're there in the depths with them, we're in the trenches with them, so like, yeah, this conversation fucking matters, <laughs> um, and so. One of the other questions that I posed in my my post that felt really polarizing, if I'm fully honest, because I've been doing a lot of studying around cult thinking, I've been doing a lot of studying around group thinking, hive mentality, things of that nature, which will be another podcast episode for sure, um, was, you know, when did people like, when did the coaching world shift into like a cult-like group of people who manipulate other people into paying them money that they do not have Um, and like refer to it as magnetism um, or, you know, just start putting some other like spiritual spiritual, words to it. And this is something that's really um, particularly alive for me right now, because as we continue to have conversations around integrity, new paradigm of businesses, you know, a lot of people are talking about like 5D and up, like leaving the 3D, the old paradigm of business. Um, It's really interesting to start witnessing how people use those concepts to Um, manipulate people, right? And this isn't everyone, but I have witnessed this in other people and I have experienced this one-on-one. So I know that this is um, a much more common theme than I think a lot of people like to think, but there are people, there are leaders who will literally encourage people to drain their accounts to pay money that they don't have to put themselves, their households at risk. Like, I mean, some of these people don't have other people to lean on, have families, um, And they talk about how empowering it is and the up-level that comes with paying these massive amounts of money to receive support. And I will say that there's two sides of this. I have 110% been someone who paid money that felt terrifying, put a shit ton of money on my credit card to invest in somebody who I was wildly inspired by, took a leap and went into you know into the coaching world and um just didn't look back, right? And so there are these moments, there are these situations where there is a powerful quote unquote up level, a powerful stretch that happens when you invest a bunch of money to receive support from someone who sees you, hears you, understands you, sees your vision, is you know, has the tools, has the experience to help you in getting there. And that is again. Amazing. And that is that that's a real situation that um, happens. And also there are going to be people who have the passion, have the drive, have the, the vision, and just don't have access to the resources of money. Right. Don't have the ability to just say, oh, fuck it, I'll figure it out. And the narratives that come up a lot when it comes to money in particular are incredibly um, some of them are are really powerful for certain people uh, while being harmful to other people. Um some are just blatantly harmful, um, not inclusive, and this is something that I think needs to be looked at and needs to be evaluated by each person um, in their own unique way for their platform. So the way that this looks for me, it's not the way that it needs to look for, like, the way that it needs to look for you or anybody else. But what is really important to look at is, you know, <laughs> we're talking about, again, we're talking about people's lives. So for me, personally, accessibility is part of sacred service. So for me, I do not perpetuate narratives about paying in full. I do not perpetuate narratives about um, the fact that not everybody has, you uh, or this concept that not everybody has uh, the, uh, how do they even phrase this? Like not everybody deserves to have access to you. Um, When we're talking about service, when we're talking about being of service, especially from a soul-led place, and you have these quote-unquote spiritual, quote-unquote woke people who are perpetuating these narratives, for me, again, this is all through my perspective. So take what serves you and leave what doesn't. But through my perspective, uh, we all we all deserve to be abundant we all deserve to have money to be taken care of all of those things right this isn't about worth <laughs> wealth is not synonymous with worth and worth is not synonymous with wealth we are all worthy <laughs> we are all inherently worthy because we are human beings, because we are here, we exist, but not everybody has access to the same things. Not everybody um, has the same timeline or the same story or the same mindset, right? And so this is something that um, I talk a lot about because of my time in the mental health field, my time as a client, my time as a professional for almost nine years, that, Um. People will, people will have the deep, deep desire to create change in their life. Um, and not have the ability to deprioritize where their funds go, not have anybody to help them out, not have access to a credit card they can just throw something on, not have even like the ability to um, work through quote unquote mind stuff or money mindset stuff and money stories to make these investments. And so what is really harmful in my perspective about some of these narratives is we're talking about these, these things that are very generalized, right? Like money is something that everybody needs. Everybody like has to have in the society to function, to, to live. And so when we're talking about something that literally impacts everybody, even if that looks different in a very general way, there's, um, harm that's done, right? I've had people come into containers with me that, um, I just had a, a beautiful woman who came to me and wanted to work together. And she was asking about prices. She was asking about rates. I actually, I think I shared this already on my platform, but you'll hear it again. Um, I had this beautiful woman come to me to work together and she asked if I offered installment plans. And I said yes. And I gave her the breakdown of my rates. Um for, for months. And I asked her what she would like to do. And she was like, you know, I'm really, really torn because everything that I've been learning for the last year or so in the, in the coaching world, um, really talks about how paying in full is empowering and that, you know, I'm not going all in on myself and I'm not going all in on my business if I don't pay in full and that like, there's just something that feels very disempowering. Um, uh and like there's yeah there's something that feels very disempowering about uh picking an installment plan and i asked her like does it feel disempowering because you like because of the narratives that you've picked up, like, is the installment plan something that would serve you and your household and your children, um, their well being? Like, is that something that would serve you the best? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. Like this would make it so that I could really focus and I could feel grounded and all those things. But again, like, I feel like I have to pay in full to quote unquote, go all in on my business. And if I don't go all in on my business, this is never going to happen. And I'm just going to waste more time. And it seems like it's only happening for people who are paying large sums of money and blah, 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 all these things. Right. And so I stopped her and we spent some time deconstructing that and really unraveling that. And then I invited her to pick, I said, if you want to work with me, I am, I am inviting you to choose the installment plan. That is the longest and to sit with the discomfort of this quote unquote being Disempowering you sitting with this is the discomfort of you know what if this means this is not all going to happen because the way that we invest has a lot more to do with our willingness to consistently recommit to ourselves to show up no matter what, not show up as long as so. This is one of the other things, right? If we pay. $10,000 $10,000 in full to someone and we're like, yeah, okay, I want the support. I'm going all in. That doesn't automatically mean you become successful, right? It's the energy that comes from your investment, whether it's paying in full or it's installment. So if you pay this and you are like, you have a fire in your belly, despite, despite fears and doubts and all that shit, because that's going to be there anyway. But if you're like, all right, I'm here, I'm here for this, no matter what I'm making this happen. Doesn't matter how long it takes me. My business is going to be what I, I envision it to be. I'm going to show up. I'm gonna fucking recommit every single day, every single day I'm doing this, like focusing on your why, that's what makes somebody quote unquote quantum leap. That's what makes someone start to see success in their business, right? It's the devotion and their commitment and the um. it's not even just consistency because consistency can also look like you taking rest. <laughs> it's like consistency doesn't mean like hustle, like that's not a flex, right? It's not a flex to work every single day and burn yourself out. So again, it's the energy behind your investments. It's not the amount that you put. And this is something that I think we have to talk about. And again, take what serves you, leave what doesn't. If you are a coach and this, you know, is something that activates you in some way, like I just invite you to sit with that. Um, You know, you don't have to make any changes, obviously. Um, But you have to think about who it serves to perpetuate a narrative that paying in full and only having high ticket offers is empowering or a reflection of self-worth or a reflection of, um, knowing your worth as a coach, mentor, healer, guide, leader, advocate, whatever. (laughs) Um, and, and I think that that's something that's really, really important, right? Again, and, and also adding to that is the narrative that, investing money is the only way for you to quote-unquote ascend or up level or get to 5d thinking and all of that stuff right like it's it's a lot and you guys know like if you know me i am incredibly spiritual I teach intuitive development. I connect to many different things, many different realms, many different dimensions. So when I am talking about this, this isn't because I don't think that these things exist. It's because I am calling out the shadow in how people are using this this knowledge, um, these tools. How it can be easily like manipulated. Right? We see this in plenty of other. uh, communities. This can be in religion. This can be in politics. This can be in any community anywhere across the board, but because this is the community that I, um, am a part of in, you know, like as a professional, as a, um, as a person, a fellow person on the path, like this is, I'm going to use these examples, but, um, again, you know, it's, it's, (laughs) it's a lot it's a lot. And what I am really noticing is the way that people are using these, uh, the way that people are positioning themselves as, um, leaders as quote unquote woke healers. Um, the way that they are talking about spiritual awakenings, the way that they are, um, using tools, right? Like we're talking about sacred tools. We're talking about things that are connected to other people's cultures. We're talking about a lot of different things that require um, or not even require, because obviously (laughs) if it was a requirement, we wouldn't be having this conversation, but um, deserve to be honored and respected and to not be used to feed many, many of the problems in this country and in this world, in this society that have gotten us to where we are on many, many different levels, right? So we're talking about cultural appropriation. We're talking about not honoring the um, the origins of these practices. We're talking about all of these things on top of it, <laughs> uh, manipulating people, um, to, to receive money. Right. And I am someone who believes in the sacredness of practices. I am someone who really does my best to honor where, um, the tools that I use come from, and I'm not perfect at it, but I will continue to do so. And I will continue to deconstruct and continue to, to de. um, Yeah, like just continue to deconstruct that in my own self. But this is something that I think is important to point out. (laughs) It's something important to point out because, um, again, there are um, so many people out there that need to... um, be held in space that need support, that desire support, that are craving support, that want to create changes in their lives. And there are so many fucking incredible, powerful people out here. So this isn't about, hey, like, get out of here, (laughs) right? This is about our... Own journeys as leaders and our willingness to continue looking at things, right? Our our willingness to um, to sit with the discomfort of oh, there's there's a way that I could show up better. There's a way that I can show up different. There's a way that I can approach something different. There's light to be sh- uh, to be shined on a shadow within myself and within a field, right? Like it's it's important. And um, I know for me, diving into a lot of these conversations with myself and mentors. I had to really put my ego aside. I'm a human (laughs) looking at things and like looking at previous content and really getting honest with myself about these things and, and continuing to do so is not easy, right? So it is not about like, you know, shaming again, this is like honoring where you are in this practice, but, um, or in this journey. And if this is not something that resonates with you and you're going to continue doing what you want to do, I honor you. I love you regardless. Um, but if this resonates with you and if you really value impact and you really value, um, you really value integrity, um, I hope you're at least open to receiving (laughs) this conversation. And so, yeah, some of the other, narratives that um, I'm going to try to squeeze all into one podcast episode um, is like this narrative that like everyone would benefit from plant medicine. (laughs) Um, And I can fully acknowledge where this rubs me the wrong way because I have such a deep, deep um, understanding of mental health and of brain chemistry and of the way that Um, trauma works and the way that addictions work and the way that so many things work. And so I'm not here, I don't, I'm not here to state my opinion on whether plant medicine of any kind is effective. Um, I am just here to simply state that the amount of people who speak to this and uh, suggest people do it um, are a lot of people who uh, either claim to be trauma informed and are not. <laughs> um, and also are just not trauma informed. <laughs> and so I think that it's incredibly important to look at like the way that certain trends and certain things show up in a field. And, you know, like people start responding well to a conversation of like, yeah, plant medicine, this like awesome way to, you know, in some a lot of people look at it as like a fast track. Like I can do this ceremony and I can do so much work. <laughs> um and so, um, and and that might be true that might be true. And I've heard incredible stories about it, but I've also heard not incredible stories about it. And I think that it's important to really pay attention to, as being a coach, mentor, leader, someone who has a platform, who is positioning themselves as an expert in some way to support people to say like, hey, I have these answers. I have these tools. I am, um, you know, I've worked through these things that you are working through. Like, let me guide you through this fire to really pay attention to how long people can be. Again, self-responsibility is important, like using their own discernment is important, but not everybody has that, right? And I know for me, when I was in the depths, depths, depths of my shit, I would um really look at um I would look to other people who seemed to have the answers to see to, who seemed to have it all figured out because I was so desperate to find relief of my suffering and to um, to just even just get better to just not feel as crappy as I did. I didn't even understand like how uh, I didn't even understand what was possible. Right. I had no idea how much better I could feel at some point. I just knew I wanted to feel better. And I was willing at that point to try a lot of things. and. Because I have the understanding that I have of, again, brain chemistry, trauma, and all these different things, I think it is incredibly important to just point out that not every single person on their spiritual path would benefit from plant medicine. Like, it's not. It's, it's not for everyone. It is not. <laughs> um, and it's, it's a trend right now. And I think that it's important to look at again, talk about cult mentality, talk about subscribing to beliefs, talk about, you know, not thinking, you know, for yourself, right? There was actually this meme, and I know it's probably going to rub some people the wrong way, but there was this meme that I saw recently about how people come into the spiritual world or they find their spirit, they find themselves on a spiritual path and they want to find who they are. They want to be their unique selves. They want to embrace the authentic them. But then when you enter into communities, you enter into spiritual communities, you'll start to notice that people dress the same, talk the same, you know, do the same things. Everybody's subscribing to the same trends, the same things. And it's like, what happened to the authenticity, right? What happened to really tapping into like what your unique truth is, right? And maybe your unique truth is that plant medicine is epic and that it totally changed your life. And that's incredible, right? It is a very, very powerful tool for people. But I just like, my point is, is that it isn't for everyone and that we need to have more, um, We need to be more conscious of the conversations that we're having when we uh, are speaking to our communities and to remember that there are people in there who are vulnerable, who will look at you and look up to you and to be inspired by your stories and want to just subscribe to anything that you say. And so there is a responsibility, and this isn't meant to be scary. This is just meant to be a reminder. Um, So, again, yeah, like, Bringing it back to my other my my point from earlier is to me accessibility is part of Secret Service, and my vision will always be rooted in my dream, my desire um, to create impact. Like for me, it's not even something that's like a mental, like oh, I have this mental clarity around my um, my purpose, if you will it is something that i feel so so deep within my bones within my cells within my within my soul and um i think it's important to to speak to the fact that you can scale your business, you can be successful, you can, um, you know, have an empowering business that supports you and all of the things that you want, while still honoring your values. And if your values are impact and integrity, um that doesn't mean that you don't value income. (laughs) It means that you put those things before those, right? It, It means, I'm sorry, it means that you put those things before income. It means that you are focusing on how you can create the impact first. What is going to be powerful? How can you speak your truth? How can you show up as an example and a light to people? And then really looking at prices, right? Um, I remember I had, um, I was in a workshop or something one time and somebody was like, yeah, like when you're creating an offer, like figure out how much you want to charge first and then create from there. (laughs) And I was like, "Mm, this seems a little, a little backwards, right? Like if you're talking about impact, right? Like it just, there's a lot of, a lot of backward things (laughs) there. Um, and so I hope that this is, is landing. And I know I'm talking very, very fast because my Gemini ass is passionate as fuck <laughs> about this. And, um, and I know that it's also ranty, um, and it's meant to be that way. I wanted this to be able to just be a space where I could, um, call these things to light where I could, um, speak to the people who really get it, to speak to the people who are really focused on impact and who feel overwhelmed by the amount of narratives that circulate. And when you come into this field and you're just like, I just, I want to learn. I want to know how to create a business. I want to leave my nine to five job. I just want to be able to, you know, help people full time. Like it's so easy to start subscribing to things. And it gets so tempting when you hear people making like outrageous (laughs) amounts of money, like 80, 90 K months, right? Like that's possible in this field. And, um, you know, there are plenty of people who are making a lot more money than, than I am. Um, but I don't talk about money, not because I don't help people make money. It's not because I don't value income and all of the different resources and all of the different incredible magical ways that income impacts your life, right? And, you know, helps you to be able to donate to charities and support your children and give them the lives that they want, um, that, that you want them to have, you know, to, to do all of these things, to have freedom of time, freedom of destination, all of these things are fucking incredible, right? But the reason I don't talk about it as much you know, other than when I feel like it's relevant is because I really love to call in people who are here for the impact. That's what inspires me, um, in clients. And that's what I really, that's what I really want to to see. I want people to know that, that the two can exist, um, together and that you can focus on income. I'm sorry, you can, you can focus on impact and still have an incredible income. And so, You know, I am not. I am not recording this to put anyone down or call anyone out because that isn't my style. I'm. I'm writing this because I think that it is important, and I'm not writing this to tell leaders to do better because the fact of the matter is that it is challenging. (laughs) to do better or to give something up or to change something when you're benefiting from it and that goes for all of us whether it's in this capacity whether it is um you know just anything (laughs) when we're benefiting from something even if we know that there's some shit to look at it's it's really hard to have those honest conversations with us and to actually put in the time to create different um behaviors and and patterns around it because it it's benefiting us, right? And um, you know, ego and and selfishness and things like that are our normal human experiences and and part of our our programming as human. So it's not about shaming it. It's you know, it's not about being like, oh, you're not spiritual if you have like selfish tendencies or whatever, like nah, like you're you're human, like you're a human first. <laughs> you're a spiritual being your soul having a human experience, which means you're gonna bump up against those things, right? So, you know, to some to some people hearing this podcast, reading those posts that I wrote online, maybe a seed that's planted. Um, and other people might hear this and roll their eyes and just be like, well, who the fuck is she? Right. Um, and, and that's okay. However, this lands for you is completely okay. Um, I'm, I'm writing this, um, or I'm, I'm recording this words. Um, because I know that there are so many women who are here to make a difference and, um, who are looking to others to learn how to make a difference, especially in the online space and, you know, learning how to work through their shit so that they can show up and be seen and be heard. And, um, I think that it's important to be reminded that, trusting yourself is so, so essential and that your doubt will always come back if you are dependent on other people for guidance. And it's really important to pay attention to uh, your discernment, right? Like when you are consuming some kind of information, if something if something lands in your system and it doesn't feel good, pay attention to it. If something doesn't resonate, pay attention to it. Don't override it. Don't bypass it. Like Look at it. <laughs> Right. Um, And I'm I'm also recording this to remind myself that speaking my truth is a part of my sacred service. And um, I really believe that we are all capable of changing this world and making changes in this world that our world and our people are so, so deeply craving um, and it's not going to happen by continuing to repeat the same patterns that got us here. <laughs> it's not going to happen by bypassing people and being selfish and, um, you know, stepping on who we need to step on or taking what we need to take. Um, it's it's going to change by us really having honest conversations with ourselves and others about what integrity looks like and what leadership looks like. Um, and, you know, it it took me some time to write this, like I said, um to to speak to this and to write those posts because there was part of me that was like you know i'm so deeply devoted to um unpacking the sisterhood wound. And I speak to it so, so deeply in my content and sisters of the moon. I mean, this is something that is like very much (laughs) um, integrated into my platform. Like it's not just something that comes up. It's like, it's there. (laughs) We talk a lot about it. If you know, if you're in private containers with me. If you are in a group program with me, you know how uh, much I speak to this and the patterns that we have to compare, to compete with each other. Um, And I was um, torn. I was conflicted about speaking to this um, because I felt like I mean, I guess I, I questioned whether speaking to this was perpetuating the wounds that I am so deeply um devoted to unpacking, right? Like, is this me calling people out and being rude? And um, you know, am I gonna hurt people's feelings? Am I gonna make them feel bad about themselves and all of this stuff? And I really had to remind myself that we as human beings, regardless of how quote unquote spiritual we are, how woke, how <laughs> how whatever, whatever word, um it like no matter how any of that we become, we are still human beings that need to express ourselves. And we need to be able to say, this is not okay. This pisses me off. This person pissed me off. This thing that this person piss, uh, did piss me off, like sacred rage. Like I said, in the beginning, um, is a theme here for a reason. And I'm allowing myself to tap into the anger and to the rantiness and to the, um, the deep, deep desire I have to get loud about this and to, um, not feel like I need to, um, soften my voice when I speak to this because, um, I just don't. (laughs) Um, and like I said, no matter how, much you work on self-development and self-mastery and enlightenment and spirituality and like, you know, being in alignment with your higher self and all of the things like you are still a human being who needs to be able to express yourself. And sometimes that expression looks like rage. Sometimes it looks like being pissed and raising your voice. Sometimes it looks like crying and, you know, something that I um, channeled a little bit after I um, had originally wrote that post, it was earlier this week, was you know when I think of when I think of the leadership that, in my opinion, we deeply need and we're and we're overdue for. Um, I I think of our beautiful Mama Earth. I think of Mother Nature, um, and you know we think about how she has seasons and she has um, weather to express herself um, that can shift from sunshine and rainbows to uh, a scary storm (laughs) very, very quickly. Um, You know, she's not sunshine and rainbows every day. She's not only presenting herself right when she is um, enjoyable or digestible or, you know, like the popular one, right? Like we all love a good beautiful sunny day um or at least most of us right and so you know she's not only presenting herself um when she's in a specific form she allows herself to show up and pour and rumble and shake and burn and um you know drown and freeze and all of these other things right like there's um she she shows up even when her expression is going to be destructive and i think that you know we have to remember that we are we are the same right we are made of the same things as the earth regardless of gender and how we identify we are um, connected to the earth. We are connected to the air. We are connected to fire. We are connected to water. We are connected to all of the elements and those things need to come through, um, through our expressions, through our, um, you know, like vocal (laughs) expressions, through our, our behaviors, our like physical expressions, through just our energetic expressions, just through all of that. And so, for me, again, it felt deeply, deeply um, important to play with this fire within me right now, and to um, to put this out there, and to allow it to land how it was going to land, and to not feel like I had to like tie it up in a pretty little bow and make it something that's just like, "Here, guys, like." I'm just like, here's this cute little present. And inside, um, there's some truth in there, but like, do what you want. No, like (laughs) it's okay. It's okay to be, um, it's okay for all of us to show up in the form that, um, we need to show up as, and to be true to that in our leaderships. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. So, I would love to hear from you. You can send me um, a message on Facebook or Instagram to let me know how this episode landed for you and if this is something that has been alive for you in your leadership or in your observation of the the current leadership. I think that, um, you know, it's not just online coaches and healers, it's also really being reflected in leadership in our world, political, religious, in our family structures. There's so much here to deconstruct. And so I'm curious how this fiery share landed for you. And I encourage you to always be true to yourself and to speak, even if your voice shakes. And I know that's so cheesy and that's like a quote from someone, but It's true. (laughs) It's true. And, um, there's so much medicine that comes from the permission we give ourselves to be unfiltered and to just share. And that's what I wanted to do today. I just wanted to click record (laughs) and not think about it and to just let it come out the way that it needed to come out. So like one of the mantras that's been so present for me (laughs) lately, um, so alive for me lately, is being really devoted to the practice of presence rather than perfection and rather than the tendency that so many of us have to perform. Um, And it's very, very easy to perform in our lives, especially online, (laughs) especially online when we can be very, very um, specific in how we show up. And that is something that I continue to reflect on for myself Um, because it comes up no matter how long you've been practicing and how deeply devoted you are to it. It does show up, especially when you have attachments, even if you don't want to have attachments, right, to having a business that, um, sustains your life and, you know, to set an example and to not let people down and to, um, you know, to not give up. Right. And (laughs) there's just, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. So I've really been allowing myself to play in the presence and, um, to pay attention to where the archetypes of performer and protector want to come up because really, Our desire to perform, um, our desire to be perfect is a form of protection from judgment, from failure. Um, Maybe, you know, we've never really learned how to disappoint people, right? Like maybe we had expectations placed on us. um, and or we place those expectations on ourselves and so there's just so much here um and so i am sending you so much love and just reminding you that the work that you continue to do on yourself as a human as um you know how as however many hats you wear <laughs> um gets to be intentional and gets to be slow. And, you know, when we hear something that activates us or when we hear something that's like, oh shit, you know, that that lands and I got to like create change. You know, I want to create change right away because we care. We care about integrity. We care about our clients. We care about our communities. Just reminding you that you don't have to spring into action like urgently, right? It's not about fixing something right away. It's about integrating and it's about, um learning, right? It, it really is about um, bringing like sacredness to each moment of the the journey. each like like the each moment has medicine. And um, I just felt called to give you that reminder. Okay. So I'm sending you so much love. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I cannot believe um, that we are already on episode 33. (laughs) It is so crazy. So um, yeah, just sending you my love. Thank you so much for the support, the ongoing support. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm. Talk to you soon.